Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. John chapter 12, Romans 13, Matthew chapter 8. It's a power-packed message this morning. Why? Because it's God's power, not mine. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John. The Gospel of John. John chapter 12, a few things have been happening. Jesus has been anointed. He's had expensive perfume poured on him. He's getting ready to do everything he needs to do. Other things have been going on. He's had his triumphal entry into Jerusalem as king, which was prophesied. But then it goes on and he talks about the unbelief of people. Talks about how they need to have faith in God. But then he talks about something else. And he sort of gets personal about his own role here on earth. So in verse 44 of John chapter 12, it says this, And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me believes not in me, other translation says, not just in me, but in Him who sent me, referring to God, the Father. And whoever sees me, sees Him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge them. For I do not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word I've spoken will judge him on the last day, for I've spoken not of my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, look at this, what to say and what to speak. And I know that this commandment is eternal life. Whatever I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Father, this morning for the power of your word. Lord, we thank you that you love us and you've got so much truth available to us in your word. So, Father, we pray your word would speak to us this morning, Lord, and it would cut through and it would tell us exactly what we need. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Lead us and guide us into all truth. Help us to understand the power of the Spirit in our lives, even this morning, in Jesus' name, and a faith-filled church said together, Amen. I want to speak this morning, I want to continue on in this little series that I sort of started by accident. Uh, I started it, I guess, when Jill and I got up here and she really shared a heart message about aligning our lives with God's heart, which is the very first place that we need to get things right. If we're going to get things right anywhere, if you're going to start anywhere, start with the heart. Get your heart centered, get the center line of your life right. Your heart. And we talked about the heart message. And then I just wanted to sort of talk about what are the other things that are really important in the Christian life. Got an amber alert going out on my phone right here. God, is that you? <laughs> Hopefully everything's okay. But then I continued on in that series and I talked about what are the core needs? What are some of the needs that we have as Christians? And I talked about, I spent two whole weeks speaking about community. Why is community important? I had a message 
that are titled, I Need You, speaking about other people, how we need to live in community because God has set us in community, He wants us in community, and we actually can thrive in community. So I spent two whole weeks speaking about how we can do that, how we can be in God's community and be in God's community well. What were my three encouragements when it comes to each other? Speak life, build up, and cheer on. Onwards and upwards. Speaking life, building up, cheering on is a good recipe and a good formula for great community. Amen? And then I kept going and I wanted to speak last week on purpose, so I preached a message called I Need Purpose. So it's a little series, and if you're not caught up, can I just encourage you, go to the, go to the, web, uh, the podcast and, and get caught up, because uh, it'll help you. I believe it'll help you, and I believe God will speak to you. But I want to speak about something else this morning I believe is a major, major need for all of us. So I'm going to continue it and call it I Need, and then what it is. But this is a biblical principle that I've never seen anyone build anything amazing. I've never seen a ministry thrive. I've never seen um, someone truly build something incredible in life. Do something amazing in life without it. And it's a principle that we today can grab a hold of and really cement in our own lives. And it's authority. The principle of authority. So the title of my message this morning is this. I need authority. I need authority. It's a Bible principle that if applied in our lives will make so many good things happen. You ever seen someone who who submits to authority and is truly set under authority? Good things are happening in their life. It's the reason is because God put it there. Jesus himself deferred to his authority in John chapter 12. He said, it's not me. It's not just me you're listening to. It's not just me you're believing in. It's God who has set this authority, which I have come in and I'm here. And I just wanted to give you a little picture of what authority really looks like. And I kind of stole this... uh, illustration from Jensen Franklin, but to be honest, Jensen Franklin stole it from Ed Young, so we're all just stealing stuff this morning in church. But um, authority in your life, and you might want to write this down, authority is covering. If you're going to walk in authority, you've got to walk under covering, covering that God gives you. I've got this umbrella, this nice umbrella I got on the subway station in New York one time. It's funny in New York City how you know, it's sunny outside and all of a sudden it just starts raining and then out of nowhere, all these carts come with umbrellas. You know, all of a sudden there's these, these professional umbrella salespeople all over the streets. So I picked this one up and I, and I really like this umbrella. It's, it's my go-to. Jill tried to steal it the other day, but I got it back. Um, she's just trying to get a covering, see? But this is my umbrella. But if you were to see me walking down the street with this, wrapped up like this, You'd think, the guy's got an umbrella. Yep, he's got an umbrella. But if it was raining, if it was a torrential downpour, and I was walking down the street holding this in my hand like this, what would you say? You'd say, what an idiot. (laughs) What a moron. He's holding a perfectly good umbrella, but he's closed it. He's not using it. That's exactly what authority is in our lives. This is what happens. We get given authority and we need to get under it. We need to get under the authority that God has given us. But this is what we do sometimes in life. We walk down the street facing the challenges of life, which is rain, which is storms, which is stuff that comes at us. We walk down the street like this. And we just walk down the street, walking, walking, walking with this perfectly good covering, perfectly great authority right over here, but we're standing this far away from it. We need to get under our covering. 
We need to understand that this is the safe zone for our lives. That this is, the, this is the place, this is the area that God has given us. He's given your authority to you so that you can set yourself under it and be covered for your life. Covered with protection, covered with grace, covered with, with blessing. This is, God, this is what God's saying in the Scriptures all through the Bible. He's saying, this is what I bless. This is the structure that I bless. This is the authority that I've given you. Could you imagine if we had no authority in life? This place would be a mess. There would, no, there would be nothing. But God has put authority into place. I don't know why I closed this umbrella because I'm going to be standing under it quite a bit in this message. But authority is intended to help us. I need authority in my life. I need it so badly that I want to get it right. I want to make sure I've got it right in my life. This principle of authority it's covering. It's spiritual covering that God has set into motion in my life. Covering will protect me from the worst of the storm. But if I'm not careful and I don't acknowledge covering or I don't put it in its place in my life and I set myself underneath it, I'm going to be pelted and hit by the rain of life, by the weather of life. But I'm not going to be set under my covering. It's not going to help me at all. So the first thing about authority this morning, is this okay? Is this, is, you all got a little quiet on me. The first thing about authority is this, authority is essential. It is a, essential in our lives. It's an imperative, and that's why I call this message, I need authority, because we all need it. And we all should use it, and we should all get under it in our lives. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8, there's this incredible encounter that happens with Jesus. And uh, just as I was leaving the house this morning, God just reminded me about it. So I read it and I just was like, man, I need to put this in this morning's message. But it talks about authority. It talks about leadership. It talks about setting under authority. And I just want you to focus in on the response from Jesus here. So this is Matthew chapter 8 and verse 5. It says, when he had entered Capernaum, a centurion came forward to him, appealing to him. Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, suffering terribly. The first thing I love about this is the centurion, the person who's in position of authority and power, cares about his servant. That's amazing. And that's a picture that's speaking to us this morning, even now. And he said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And I say to another, one, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. But look at the response of Jesus in verse 10. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to those who followed him, truly I tell you, with no one in Israel have I found such faith. There's power this morning, friends, when it comes to authority in your life. There is power when you uh, activate authority in your life. There is power when we decide with our lives, we're going to set ourselves under the authority that God has given us and we're not going anywhere else. We're not going to go looking elsewhere. Authority is essential. In Romans 13, Paul's speaking to the church in Rome. Obviously, they're dealing with an authority. But look at what he says in verse 1. Let every person be subject, to, so to be placed under, the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. 
Verse 2, here's the warning. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists what God has appointed. How many people do you know that talk behind the back of their boss and sort of tear shreds verbally out of the people they work for or the organization they're a part of, when the whole time what we need to understand is God's put this in our lives. God has given it to us as a mechanism for us to do well in life, for us to be able to move forward in life, to us, for us to be blessed in life. Imagine if people could understand that truly the blessing comes through being set under that authority. Let every person be subject. For there is no authority except from God. See, the thing about authority is it's not where you put your faith. You're not putting your faith in an authority. You're not putting your faith in XYZ company or this person who's the president or, or even me as the pastor. You're not putting your faith in me. You're putting your faith in Jesus and trusting God that He's put the right authority in your life. So you might say to me, yeah, Pastor, you don't understand. My boss is a jerk. And I'd be like, just chill out. Just calm down. You can say, my boss is this, my boss is that. Well, maybe what's happening is God is setting you under authority to see if you're willing to be set under authority. Even for a little time, because what God wants to do is this. He wants to know if you're willing to get set under the authority that He has put in your life so that He can see that you're being faithful and trusted with this authority so He can put something underneath you. Because he, he knows that if you're willing to set yourself under the authority that He's given you, friends, He will give you authority. He will actually put it in your life because He's seen you be faithful with the authority He's already given you. It's a Bible principle in our lives and it's powerful. But this is what we do. We sort of do this. We, we get a different umbrella altogether. I knew this would work, Bob. I knew this would be good. That's why we labored so hard this morning to get this little thing. <laughs> but this is how we treat authority. This is what we try to do to authority. See, right under here is this, this real authority that God has given us that's amazing. But what we try to do is we whittle it down to this. We whittle it down to this little thing. I don't even know if I can get this thing open. It's that small. That's what we do to authority. We take this thing and try to treat it like this. I don't know about you, but I, I look at this and I'm like, man, I don't see a lot of blessing. I don't see a lot of riches. I don't see a lot of uh, opportunity under here. I don't see a lot of space for other people under here. I don't see a lot of space under here for my children. I don't see a lot of good stuff happening under here in the future. But when I pick up the real God-given authority in my life, I can fit people underneath it. I can call people in and say, hey, come and get refuge, come and get, come and get some shelter, come and get some blessing, come and get the overflow of my authority for yourself. We need authority. Authority is so important for us. I once met a guy and he said this to me. He's like, yeah, I go to so-and-so church. He said, yeah, I just go to that church and yeah, we're there every week. And, you know, and he's real like negative, he's real low. And he said this, and it just astounded me. He said, oh, yeah, so-and-so is the pastor, and, you know, he's okay. He's okay. He said, oh, he's not perfect, but he's okay, you know, and that's where we go. We go to that church. And I remember just feeling saddened on the inside for this guy. 
just thinking to myself, man, you are missing what God is doing in your life. God has planted you in a life-giving house. And if you would understand for a moment that that authority can actually help you and actually do something for you, it's incredible what can happen with your life, but you are just shutting out the authority. You're doing this with the authority. You're taking this little thing. You're whittling it down. You're just leaving it on the ground and you're saying, I don't need it anymore. But we were never meant to live that way. Authority is essential for our lives. So the first point is authority is essential. The second point is this, authority is empowering. Authority is actually meant to be releasing and empowering for you. I'd love it if you could write this down. I really feel like if you ponder on this this week or if you meditate on this, it might help you. My covering today is my launch pad for tomorrow. My covering today what God has set in my life today, if I can get under it today, if I can position myself, remember I talked about position last week, if I can position myself right under my covering, that is going to launch me into tomorrow. I once heard, heard this said about submission to authority. Being obedient and submitted will take you so much further than ambition ever will. By yourself, on your own, But if you get under covering, if you get under the God covering that He's given you, it will launch you into the future. It will release you into your gifts. It will pour blessing over your endeavors, friends. It will do amazing, amazing things. Authority is actually put in our lives to empower, to put power in, to help us. Your authority is there to help you. Imagine if our attitudes switch sometimes towards our bosses. Imagine if there was a switch of attitude and we started to see that person differently and we started to really pour in and submit in. Go there for help. Ask for help. I remember being, and this wasn't in my notes, but it just came to me now. I remember there was this season in my life when I first started in my business career. Before I was a pastor, I was in business and, and I was in this season of my life where I was just in a new job. And I had this guy in my life, this older authority figure, he was like 55, six years, is a veteran in the industry that I was in. And I went months and months and months after I started that job and I never asked for help one time. And then something shifted on the inside of me and I realized, man, this authority in my life is not here to hurt me. He's here to help me. And I need to get under his authority. I need to start asking questions. I need to start asking for help because I realized if I could get help, if I could get this guy to put power into me, to empower me, then that would be the launch pad that takes me on in life. It's there to empower you. I look at my job as a pastor right now. You might look at what my job as a pastor, but really what I'm all about now is raising up leaders and empowering them to lead to go forward in life, to, to get up here on a platform and minister to people, to go to a small group and be able to pray for people, to do things like that. That is what my job is now on top of other things. But it's all about empowering. Your authority is there to help you. Look at what it says in Romans 13 and verse 3. It says, For rulers, so authorities, are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad, which is what they're designed to do. That's what authorities are actually designed to do. They're there to help you. They're not there to tolerate bad behavior. They're not there to to just be okay with chaos and mayhem. No, authorities are there to do what authorities do. Look what it says. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. Verse 4, look at it. 
For he is God's servant for your good. Authority is empowering. Authority is part of the benefits plan that we get when we say yes to Jesus. Authority is a good thing. I love that it says there is no authority except from God. You know what that says to me? It says there's no excuses. It says there's no ifs and buts. It says there's no like little sly comment on the way out. It means there's no, you know, oh, well, you know, so-and-so, yeah, but then I did it. We've had people that have come from other churches that have decided to be planted because they feel called to come to Colonial. And that's one of the things we always say, is say, where do you feel called to be? Do you feel called to be planted in our church or are you just coming to check out a different church? Because that's fine. But if you want to be going to a church, you need to be planted in a church. But any conversation that ever comes up about the old church, especially when it comes to the pastors, I recognize that that is an authority that God has set into place. So we honor that person. We honor that person with our words. We honor that person sometimes with our actions. And sometimes we'll even put a stop to what's happening because we want to honor that authority. We're not coming under that authority. We're just recognizing that that is an authority. And God has set that into place, which means there's no excuses. There's no ifs. There's no, there's no getting out of it. Authority is instituted. All authority comes from God. Authority means blessing. God can't bless which He hasn't ordained. He has ordained blessing. He has ordained authority. He's created it to be in place for us to receive our blessing. Authority is never about power, but all about service. You might be in here today and you're in a position of authority, and that's awesome. That's amazing. But realize that your role there is about serving people. It's not about wielding power at people. That's the difference between someone who's a great leader and someone who isn't. They realize that their weighty position means that they're called to actually help people, release people, serve people. It's all about serving people. To submit to an authority in our lives is really to elevate ourselves and position ourselves well for blessing. Is this making sense this morning? I feel like this is good preaching. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. I'll listen to the podcast later and I'll make a determination. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13 and verse 17 says this, Obey your leaders and submit to them. Like, if you want it in black and white, there it is. Obey your leaders and submit to them. But look at what it says. Is, oh, I love God's word. He's so kind to us. He gets us to understand it. He says, For they are keeping watch over your souls. As those who will have to give an account. If you're an authority, there's a weight to that authority. There's a weight that comes down from heaven that rests on you as an authority because what does it say? It says, as those who will have to give account, let them do this with joy and not with groaning. For what would that be, uh, for what would be of no advantage to you? Here's what the lie of the enemy is for us. Is that authority is not relevant for us. Authority is something that happened 50 years ago. Authority is a different generation. Authority is Old Testament. No, this is all in the New Testament. This is for now. This is for us. He would love for you to believe that authority doesn't need to exist for you. He would love for you to think that it doesn't believe. This is why, because what he wants to do is he wants to get at the covering. If the enemy can get through the covering, he can get to you. 
That's the thing about the, the protection that God wants to give you through authority is the enemy can't get to you because you're submitted under the authority of God. He's put it in place so you would be safe. But the enemy would love to just get rid of the covering. And how often do you see it in life? Some people that have a great authority, but they walk down the street like this. I don't know about you, but this, is, this doesn't feel good. This is awkward. This is natural. This is where we're supposed to be. I don't know what I just... I just stepped on the umbrella. See? That actually worked really well. I mean, that's what, that's what I wanted. That's what, yeah, let's give God some praise for stepping on the wrong covering. But what does authority look like for you? What does it look like for you? What about the authority of the Word of God? What about God's Word as the authority in your life? Do you submit to it? Do you come under it? What about when you come in here to church? Are you seeing what's preached from the pulpit as an authority in your life? Not saying that you need to do anything with me or elevate me, but understand what comes off this pulpit on a Sunday is actually meant for you. It's a covering. You come under that covering and God speaks to you. He speaks through the message that goes out on a Sunday. When it comes to the Word of God, the, the enemy would love for us to dilute the Word of God. Dilute the Word of God and just say, oh yeah, this passage of Scripture applies, but this one doesn't. No, the Word of God is authoritative. It is our guide. It is what we look to. We submit ourselves to it. The other thing that's under attack today is the authority of the home. The authority of the home is under attack. Why? Because God has put that structure in place. And if He can attack the home, He can get to the people that are in the home. There's a reason that mom and dad exist. There's a reason that children come under that authority. Why? Because it's a place of protection. It's a place of blessing. It's a place that grace is filled. And it's beautiful. And I'm not afraid of the Scriptures, but the Bible is very, very clear about the authority of the home. Very clear, and the enemy is doing everything he can to attack it today. In Ephesians chapter 5, it says, This wife submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, his body, and is himself its saviour. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. Husbands love your, wife, your, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. I want to be clear, and please hear my heart, I'm not saying that you need to lord over your wife if you're a husband in here, and I'm not saying if you're a wife you need to somehow, you know, just do something that's not right. It's not like that at all. It's all about authority. God has set a structure in place. It's not a power struggle. It's a picture of unity. In the home, this is what happens. God has given you this covering. I told you I was going to use this a lot. He's given you this covering. What is the Scripture saying? The saying is, men, husbands, serve your family. Get under the covering. Get under the Word of God and serve and move forward. But wives, what is that saying? Submit to your husbands. Get right alongside him. It's not a power struggle. It's about the wife coming right under the covering together. And it's a picture of unity that God can bless and he can cover and he can help and he can release and he can empower and he can push everyone forward. And people are safe. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But the world out there would love you to believe that you don't need it. And that everything will be fine with the kids if it doesn't exist. We need to submit ourselves to the authority of the Word of God. And believe that God has got a covering and authority for our lives. Point number three is this. Authority is a choice. 
Did I give you point number two? Cool. <laughs> authority is essential. Authority is empowering. Authority is a choice. You sit there today and you're like, yeah, this makes sense. But it's what happens tomorrow that matters. It's what happens tomorrow when you walk out here and maybe you're on the way home in the car with the family and maybe a discussion needs to happen. Or maybe this week at work, something needs to change, perspective shift. Maybe you need to even have a meeting and mend a relationship. Start looking at things the way God is looking at them. Authority is a choice. My authority today is connecting my future and my destiny in Jesus' name. I wonder if authority is something you would choose today and get yourself set under, to pay attention to, to listen to, to respect. Respecting authority is a choice. Listening and doing what our authority asks us to do is still a choice. But it's so much more than a paycheck. I see people's lives flourish when they get this principle right. I see them, they don't just get blessed, but they, they get more than blessed. They get so much more because it's so much more than just a paycheck or some kind of one, one single benefit you may get. But it's holistically better for your whole life, for your family. Authority is a choice. It's a get to, not a have to. When we pray, we are choosing to submit to God as our authority. Have you ever thought about that? That when you pray, what are you doing? You're praying. You're asking God for something. You're petitioning heaven as your authority. And I love that in Matthew chapter uh, 6, Jesus delivers the how-to guide for prayer called the Our Father. And um, I was reading this, this prayer and I was just like, Breaking it up, but I just love how many references to authority there are. Look at it with me in Matthew 6 and verse 9. It says, In this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. There you are. You're my authority. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Not my kingdom come, but your kingdom come. Your authority, your power, your, your amazing authority, your covering come. Your will be done. Your will, not mine, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. That's a deference to God giving us something. God providing for us that He provides what we can't provide for ourselves. And it goes on, verse 12, and forgive us our debts. Because ultimately, God is the one who can forgive us and give us all that our soul needs. Not us. Not the world. Not the latest TED Talk. God. And forgive us our debtors which means that we need to forgive people just like we've, we've been forgiven. And I love how it ends. It says, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us. God is the deliverer. God is the one who can truly take you from death to life. No other person can, take that, can do that for you. No other source can do it. There's just no other way but to submit ourselves to the authority of God. Authority is where I'm set under. It's where I decide. Remember I said it's a choice. It's where I decide to set my life. Set the coordinates, friends, of your life right under authority. Be submitted under authority. Realize that it's there to protect you and help you. You know, Jill and I, we have our own authority. We submit to pastors in our life. Pastor Brian and Bobby, I talk about them all the time. But they're our pastors. Why do I say that? Why do I bring that up? Because even us as pastors, we have our own authority. If you ever go to a church and the pastor says, well, my pastor is God, you need to run a million miles. 
Because even pastors need their own pastor. Even authorities need their own authority. Jesus himself referred to God in John chapter 12. But we have pastors in our lives to speak to us, to help us, to launch us, to empower us, to bless us, to give us grace when we need grace. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, but it's a choice. Amen? Amen. It's a choice. In John chapter 12, at the very end of that little passage we read, listen to what it says in the message. It says, if anyone hears what I'm saying and doesn't take it seriously, I don't reject him. I didn't come to reject the world. I came to save the world. But when you need to know that, but you need to know that whoever puts me off, listen to this, refusing to take in what I'm saying is willfully choosing rejection. Authority is a choice. Submitting to God's word is a choice. Submitting to the authority that Romans chapter 12 says that God has put in our lives. Didn't come anywhere else, but God put it there. It's a choice. We've got to set ourselves under authority. Why? Because it's the safest place we could be. It's the safest. It's the best. It's the most uh, empowering. It's the most releasing. It's where we'll get all the grace we need in life. It's where, we'll, it's where God will speak to us. That's what I love about people being planted in the house of God and coming under the spiritual authority of a church. It's because God wants to use that mechanism to speak to you. Yes, you can hear from Him on a mountain by yourself, but can I tell you, if you're planted in church and submitted under the covering that God has given you, you will hear from God. You'll be sitting in church and this message will speak completely different to someone over here than it is to someone over there. Why? Because God uses this authority to speak to His people. I need authority. Why? Because it's essential. It's going to empower me. But ultimately, it's a choice that I want to make in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me? You received that word this morning? Thank you for listening to this podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Sundays at church or visit us at www.colonialchurch.life.